This is the old Doctor Who show, episode number 79. The enemy of the world is your enemy. No, the friend of the enemy of the world is my enemy, friend. That's it, right? <laughs> Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flows, and the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. The genesis is by the first. Resulting reaction despite it. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, uh, your classic tri-weekly. I did it again, right? It was the classic tri-weekly uh, when it should have been the your tri-weekly, tri-weekly classic. classic Doctor Who review podcast. Uh, That's the one. My name is Eric, and I'm joined as always by my friend. He can't remember my name. <laughs> All this time we've been doing this show, and he literally wants me to introduce myself because he can't remember my name. Is. I don't know how this whole intro works. It's only been four years. It's like whenever I go to a party with Joe and I know everyone there and I've known them for years, I still tell him, introduce yourself first because I'm going to forget everyone's yeah, names. You just refer to everyone as man, regardless of gender. And it's just, <laughs> hey, it's, man, it's weird. Uh, this is, yeah. What's so up, how, dude? How, good. Uh, uh, nothing, man. How are you? I know you're uh, on vacation, right? You're in a vacation <laughs> well, not, paradise. Not really. We're just up in Vermont um, taking care of some stuff. Took the puppy up here for the first time. This this dog's never seen uh, the woods like this before, so it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, you've been having some very sweet uh, Instagram photos for people <laughs> that want to follow Dan on Instagram, uh, Dan J N J. I should be posting what's actually happening, which is me every thirty minutes taking the dog outside so he doesn't pee in my house. That's my Instagram story, literally every day, all day. It's great. I love puppies; they're the best. Your two dogs with the tails intertwined, like. I know. All right, so let's it's get cute. let's get right to this because no, I want to ask you something. What is it, my friend? <laughs> You're working on something new. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to get to. So don't expect fans of the old Doctor Who show. Sometimes I like to do a little editing magic and put little pieces of something in here or cut some stuff up. Or don't expect any of that stuff because I am <laughs> working on a new book with a new comic. With Will, and I'm falling behind, and I'm supposed to be writing it, and I was lettering someone else's comic book, a book called Scratcher, which is now in preview, so if you want to check that out, but that's you know not my project, but it's a project somebody paid me for, so I had to finish that, and now I am behind, and I'm supposed to be writing uh, a book called Goblin with Will that I will let you all know so you can all pre-order it and keep me from, uh, from being a failure. So what he's actually saying right here is uh, if you guys want to help him finish the story, we're crowdsourcing it. So if you can just tweet at him. Oh, no. I'm too (laughs) controlling for that, my friend. No way. This guy, I like to go off in a cave uh, by myself and then come out of it uh, with the book in my hand. Uh, Yeah, amazing. So so you not send me any of your ideas because I will (laughs) not read them. Uh, But, yeah, that's about about it. But I got it. So, yeah, so if we can, I'm going to be very uh, conscious gonna, about is yeah. that the right word? Conscious? Sure. I don't know about not stepping over you uh, vocally. You know, talking over you, and and so that we can get a smooth, editless uh, podcast today. I don't think people realize luck, how everybody. much. Yeah, I don't think people realize how much editing 
is actually gone into our show. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're listening to it, you're like, Jesus, what's going on with these guys? Have they never done it before? You should hear the raw feed <laughs> of uh, this. He's trying to keep just enough character so it sounds authentic, but right. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a mess otherwise. Yeah, do you have anything to add? Um, no, let's just go. Let's just do this because you, so you got button. more important things to do. Yeah, I got, I got right. stuff to do. Ready? All right. But you said we would never to touch the controls. Quite right, Jamie. Welcome to the TARDIS. Thank you. You're doing so well impersonating me. Uh, I thought I might return the compliment. And Giles Kent? Unfortunately, didn't survive the explosion. We're going to put you outside, Salamander. No friends, no safety, nothing. You'll run, but they'll catch up with you. No! And now I'm going to kill you. No, you don't. This is The Enemy of the World, the fourth serial uh, of the fifth season of Doctor Who, uh, starring our beloved second Doctor, Patrick Trouton. This first aired in uh, December of 67 into January of 68. This is a six-parter, my friends. It's a long one. And you guys know that we love our very long-parted stories from the beginning. The second Doctor arrives on Earth in 2018 with his companions, Jamie and Victoria. While splashing around in his head-to-toe underwear, a group of men spot the Doctor and mistake him for a despised de facto world leader, Ramon Salamander. Our three are rescued by Astrid Farrier, a kick-ass assistant to one of Salamander's rivals, Giles Kent. Together, they devise a plan to get information to expose Salamander as a corrupt leader and murderer, but they stumble onto a plot so much greater than that. Uh, this was uh, written by David Whitaker, directed by Barry Letts, who we know goes on to become a producer in the Pertwee era. Uh, and this was produced by Inez Lloyd. Eric, uh, what did you think of The Enemy of the World? Well, I think I'm going to take a controversial <laughs> stance Oh no! on this story. I didn't really like this story all that much. Oh, no. I mean, I know that's probably, it seems like people all love it. Uh, and it's uh, one of the best stories of the classic era and all that stuff. But I wasn't t- entirely feeling it. I like... Th- listen, there's a bunch of stuff to like about it. Oh, no. I love James Bond. So, of course, like, it's it's James... Doctor Who James Bond light, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Astrid. She was great. She is definitely fits in with the Bond girl uh, aesthetic and mystique and all of that stuff. And I liked, the, you know, the switch that happens at the end and... And, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it was way too long at six parts. The uh, twist that happens before the twist twist, uh, where Mm. in episode four, we reveal there's an underground bunker (laughs) of Aryans uh, that are living there. And I was not expecting that. And it was like, I mean, that's very (laughs) Bond, too, like this evil villain. And he's causing earthquakes here and there and all this stuff with, like, I don't know, I, I... Maybe it's because I watched it, you know, 
this earlier this week, a while ago, and then I watched uh, When They See Us, followed by uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> so it was uh, <laughs> just this depressing uh, nature. And they all sort of fit in with, uh, you know, corrupt power structures that are uh, preying on the powerless. So I had sure. all of that mixed in, and, and you know, maybe it's because it's, it was almost a week since I've seen it, that now that when I'm thinking about it, I, I don't know if I really liked it. I don't know. Huh. What did you think? I could go I on enjoyed, in more detail. Yeah, well, well, no, let's just leave it there. I think we're done for the... I, I actually really enjoyed this one. Um, I think it's so different than a lot of other stories. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. It's a, it, it's, again, it feels like a, a, a spy thing, you know, which is, yeah. which is cool. And I, I understand, like, you know, Barry Letts is doing it, and he takes over for uh, the whole Pertwee run, correct? And that yeah. all makes sense, because that feeds into the judo chops and the we're on Earth, and it's it's a lot more of like a cloak and dagger type situation than it is going into space and seeing monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's good so for stuff. A- I don't mean to be so down. There's good stuff, Dan. Right? At four episodes, I feel like I, I'm going to be you. At four episodes, it would have been much better. <laughs> Go ahead. Go on, because I'm going to jump in as soon as you've got something good going on. I haven't even mentioned mentioned that Salamander immediately reminded me of the uh, the fourth Renault brother, like you've from Twin Peaks, so you've got Jacques and Bernard and and Salamander. Bite the bullet, baby. Bite the bullet. (laughs) Like, whatever accent, that's not a Mexican accent that he was doing, but it was almost felt like... Uh, there were no uh, French accent, but go on, Dan. I'll let you Let's... get eventually get through. <laughs> Do this. Gosh, I'm sorry, Eric. I'm not letting you get a word in edgewise here. I feel no, bad. I know I'm terrible because I'll say, "Oh, and Benick." Every time I saw Benick, that was the, the research guy. He just reminded me of Max Landis. It was like and starring Max Landis as the, the weed. Oh no! Yes, please go on. That actually that works surprisingly well, <laughs> terribly well, uh, unfortunately. Um, what I, all I wanted to say was for us, this is the second story that we're starting that we're coming back through again. So we've, we've watched, you know, everyone that's been with us so far, we've gone through, um, from the beginning to the end, hitting all the high points. Now we're going back again. So we've seen a first doctor story. Now we're hitting a second doctor story. So it's a little disjointed in that later stories in the doctor who world, you know, especially coming out of, um, the uh, seventh doctor and then seeing the movie and everything, this feels so foreign because it's the very traditional doctor who kind of setup. Um, but that said, so just, you know, trying to get my mind into that era where we were, it's black and white again, uh, all film, which is beautiful. Um, the story was, I found it really exciting. I really liked the uh, spy thriller setting, um, the intrigue. There, there are no monsters except the human monsters. So it's just a very different type of story than we've seen in a very long time. Um, and I think the supporting cast was all fantastic in this. I love Astrid. I could talk about her for the entire story and be be happy from the first moment you see her on screen with that outfit she's wearing. She's standing in front of the big view screen that says Austra- Australasia on it, and she's just kind of. Um, presented there. She's just like striking immediately. And then she ends up not just being like va-va-va-voom, but also like a really competent 
um, spy, and I'm not sure what her actual job was. She's an assistant of some sort, but she's um, able to take down guards with one blow. Oh yeah, there's uh, a as lot were. of yeah, there's a lot of that that happens very easily. Like a, she'll just a take a gun from someone or push someone, and Jamie does the same thing. It's not limited same thing. to Astrid. All of the yeah. fight stuff <laughs> is a little that you know. It's just like okay, I guess that's how it's going to work. One hit, you're down, uh, right. sort of thing. So, but overall, I, I really liked it. Um, the Salamander accent. They do uh, make a point of noting that he uh, when. Um, the doctor is trying to do an, imp- uh, an impression of his voice for the first time. He's trying to get it right. He says he's trying a couple different things, and he's like, it's Mexican, but with strong influences of other things. I think that's a cover for him not being able to do a Mexican accent. It's just Mexican and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's an odd choice that it even is Mexican. Like Eric, like, I hate- Not that, like, because it's supposed to be him. Like, it's supposed to look exactly like him, and as far as I can tell, he's not of Mexican descent. So why they had his... Or is he? Is that what you're about to tell me? Is no, it? well... Oh, okay. So, <laughs> it's it's horrible. They made him Mexican, apparently, by some bronzer, so his skin was a little bit darker, and giving him a unibrow. Right, but like, but, but my it. point is, like, when you're, like, if you're going to have Patrick Troughton and his double, why not keep him in the same I, I think you, country of origin like, how, or no. something? Like, I don't oh, know. No, no, no. I, I like that because it actually gave him... Something to differentiate the character. I think he just wanted to do that accent. <laughs> I think he wanted to do an accent. It was like, you know. Yeah. Um, it was like uh, Eli Wallach uh, in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly or something like, uh, you know, in that sure. vein of. Uh, but it's fine. I mean, that, he was great. Aside, accent aside or whatever, he was really good. Um, Troughton. As mm-hmm. far as like playing two different characters. And when he's playing Salamander, you're. That's a different character. Like without a doubt, his mannerisms and just the way yep. he he sort of he fills sold those that. shoes. He was great. All of the yep. cast was really good for the most part. Like, um, uh, f- who was the the woman that was the taster? She was the food taster. Oh. Uh, Farah or yes, Faria. Faria. She was great. She was Astrid wonderful. Was great. Uh, yeah. Giles Kent was was pretty good. Um, he was fine. Times. He did what he yeah. needed to do. Yeah, we had we had Bruce. Bruce was good, too. We, that was the head of security, yeah. right? Head of security was really interesting. We even had, like, the sort of comic relief guy. Um, was it Griffin was the cook? Yes, he was very funny. He was yeah, very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. So you had, you, everyone had these moments that were, that were really good. Um, so for us, coming into this, this is only the second or third story we've seen with Jamie, ourselves. I mean, obviously, he's been with the Doctor for a long time, we, but we just haven't seen those stories. The only one that I can think of that comes to mind is the mind robber. No, we've seen two but, two Jamie stories. Two, and we've okay, seen um, her before too. Uh, the woman's name is Victoria. Victoria. Yeah, so the Tomb of the Cybermen was before this, and Mind oh. Robber happens after this. So okay, okay, okay. Trying to place Jamie, these, yeah, yeah. Her and Jamie in Tomb, and then we saw <clears throat> Jamie and Zoe, who I really like, and I don't know. I think yeah, yeah. we do more Zoe stories in Mind Robber. Mind Robber, I found. Well, that's one of my favorite Doctor Who stories. I enjoyed Mind and for me, too. that is heads, you know, heads and tails, heads and tails, heads and that? shoulders. It's like people jumping up and a shoots and ladders. Way. I prefer that a lot more than I than I liked this story myself. Oh, okay, for whatever reason. Right. I, again, I, you're, I feel you're wrong. like it's fine. I feel like it got for me. It, I felt like it got boring after the first. The first episode is pretty good, and the second yep. episode is good, and the third and fourth one which was about the middle. 
once they got into that whole plot with the underground thing, I just sort of thought it was kind of silly. Like, it was I more liked than it, it needed. Just to been the politics above because it was good, like watching him blackmail the person that looked like Allen Ginsberg. Yes, and like seeing <laughs> what his deal was. There's a lot of characters in this. They get introduced that go nowhere. So we open up with the doctor <laughs> in that beach scene, and he's yeah. spotted by three dudes. Whatever they're doing in their hovercraft is their own business. And you Do never you, see uh, them again. Well, like, so one of them sort dies. Of part of the resistance. <laughs> so. I guess one of them yeah. died, but the other two <clears throat> drive off, right? Did one of them yeah, die? So I can't even remember. She comes down they're in They're working helicopter. with Kent. Oh, actually, they all die. So they're, they do? they're working for Kent. They're actually working with Astrid as well, but they right. want, They think this is Salamanders. They want to kill him. Yeah, yeah. She, they Astrid call comes it in, and he's like, I'm them. not letting it go. Right. So then they follow Astrid's helicopter to, back to where she's staying, and they uh, try to kill them there. One of the guys gets shot by... One of the three guys gets shot by one of his companions, compatriots, and then they go up in the helicopter, which then explodes. So wait, no, 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 wait. So the yeah, so later on when they go in the house, which makes no sense. So no. you're talking about the scene where, where they're in the house, Astrid's in the house, the yes. guy has a gun, and <clears throat> yes. he somehow shoots him, but he's like in the hallway and he can't see, and like it's like a magic bullet theory about how. Oh, Where no. was the bullet coming from? Is it, it must have been coming through the window, and then he through comes the around. But that, that they're from a side room, and when they come out of the hallway, and he's like, "You shot." Someone... It's a weird. It's a weird. It was weird. Cool, it's a weirdly blocked scene. I found yes, and no one seemed to really care that the guy died anyway. It's just like, yeah, he was in the way. Yeah, whatever. It, 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 but but those guys, um, even before that, though, I'm just saying, like when they're on the beach, you see that helicopter shot. It's like they got a helicopter. That's cool. And they're yeah, just they on that hovercraft, and they school. leave. And then it's like those guys are not that important, even though they're part of the, the you know, whatever. The, whatever it is, the resistance. Whatever Kent's thing is, which is not really resistance because the twisty twist later. And oh, did, did you did you mention in the beginning too when you did the synopsis? I don't remember if you did that. This story takes place sometime before 2018 because we see the 2018 uh, the pilot license is up or something is yeah up. yeah. It's like December 31st, so this, 2018. <clears throat> Yeah, the notes. Uh, yeah, it takes place in 2018, um, sometime before the end of the year, and it feels very much like <laughs> 2018. All of this seems spot on. Yeah, well, although um, it could it could be 2016, and it's just that it's a three year license. We don't know. We don't know for uh, sure. Two right. years. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. Some somewhere around the past. It's not even like our future anymore. It's now our past. It's, it's still the past. Um, okay, so. Yeah, I, I guess it was a little unclear about how – at least it was unclear for me, especially watching it from the beginning and, and not seeing how the alliances lined up because those three guys that we're talking about in the hovercraft know Astrid, but at the same time, they're coming there to kill her. So, like, it's unclear. Well, I don't like, think they're coming there to kill Astrid, right? They're just trying to get well, Salamander at any cost. Ex- right, ex- except that they think that Astrid is helping him. I guess I, it's weird because so, she's right. literally bringing little... them back to uh, Kent anyway. Right. It was very strange to like throw all of this at the at the top of the story, and it makes it very unclear about what's going on. I guess it kind of works because we're we're just learning these characters, and there's all this intrigue and backstory going on that we're learning as the characters right. are and, as well. And but it was Salamander a lot to... is all. What's his overall plan? Like we see footage of him doing his <clears> speech, and he's sort of consolidating power he's blackmailing people like he blackmails dennis 
uh, or Dinesh mm-hmm. or however you pronounce his Dinesh. name, and then is going to replace him with Allen Ginsberg with his mm-hmm. puppet thing. And I guess he's done that before, so he's got all these pockets of power that he controls. But he's also using natural disasters to funnel some, like, you know, ripped from today's headlines, some fake global warming thing that he's saying, oh, we got to do a new green deal and you got to pay us some money. Uh, right? Is that what all of that is for? Because he's arguing sort of. with these people and saying, I'm telling you there's going to be a natural disaster there. Like, what's his... He wants just money? Is he running for emperor? Like, what is his... Right. What is it? So it it seems to me that... So there's very new world order. There's uh, The world has been split up into different zones. So we're Australasia. There's Central Europe, etc. And there seem to be leaders in each of those areas. And Salamander is a businessman of some sort and scientist because he's created some way to harness the sun's rays, store them up, yeah, that's and then project them. Is. Right. And then project those that those rays to areas that need more sun, which doesn't make <laughs> any sense because it's the earth and it gets sun. But whatever. He's, he's able to give the Ukraine some sun so they can grow crops, which I guess they couldn't otherwise. Who knows? Whatever. Right. So, so he's that's got some happening. kind of thing in the stratosphere that's collecting sun rays, and then he can... And then redistributing sun to places but, where but it needs wherever it. you're taking the energy from somewhere else to move it around. So whatever, whatever however that I know. Works. But that's not even the thing that he's doing with the weather, right? That, so that's, what he's, that's how he's gotten prominence to become trusted, because he's doing this thing. But what he's doing uh, as subterfuge is... So he's saying he's predicting natural um, uh, calamitous events. So there's going to be an earthquake or volcanoes or what, what have you. And he's trying to give warning to these areas. And then when they don't give warning or they don't heed his warning, he can come back in and say, you should have listened to me. I know best. Um, and then help them set up, uh, consolidate power over those areas as well by either getting rid of the person who didn't listen to him, installing someone who's a puppet for him, like Allen Ginsberg, or you know, taking over uh, power himself. And it's revealed later that he's not predicting these things. He's causing them with his race of Aryan mole people that live underneath the ground. Right. That have the technology to do these things. Yes. Yes. From their little spot. Um, And then Ginsburg gets killed too, right? He gets poisoned later. Salamander poisons him because he he doesn't poison someone else. He doesn't poison Dinesh. Because he gets his job. He fails. But did you notice yep. that when he got poisoned and he realizes he's poisoned, he actually goes to drink again? It's like, again, it's, yeah. It's like, dude, you just got poisoned. What? Come on, buddy. But I'm so thirsty. I'm poisoned, but I'm thirsty. So I'm going to... It's a catch-22. God. Um, yeah, that death scene was pretty fantastic. Um, I want to say that it is so fun to see this um, shot on film because I think they do an incredible job with... Um, the production design, the filming, the lighting design. There's so many spots. There's there's one moment. I think this is how it's done. I don't know for sure, but this is what I'm assuming happened. We see um, – so the, uh, skipping ahead, we know there's a plot that they're going to uh, have the doctor play Salamander um, to kind of get in and get some information. At the meantime, oh, they're also going to send – Yes. I, they're also going to yes, send Jamie going. and Victoria into Salamander's employ uh, through a ruse. Astrid has this plan where Jamie can gain his, his confidence by trying to foil a plot to kill Salamander. Um, so they're going through all of this. Um, Victoria and Jamie, or Victoria and uh, Astrid are sitting on a park bench, 
and they're mm-hmm. in, so you can see them in a park, and you see Jamie walking up to them behind. Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting shot because I'm assuming what happened was they're actually on a set and that was filmed and projected behind them onto a screen. But it looked very convincing. It made it feel like they were actually in a large area. They do this a couple of times there and whenever Astrid meets Dinesh underneath yeah, but the doesn't abandoned he, pier. Doesn't he w- actually walk up? Because... I don't believe so. He comes okay, around we'll from to, there. We'll have to review. Uh, it, doesn't matter. it doesn't really matter. Um, but the way that that's shot in the, in the lighting when they're underneath the pier, they, they have these um, – I guess this is the 60s, but it still feels to me like 50s Hollywood, um, somewhat higher than B-grade film. But, you know, that... Yeah, it's the, it's the end uh, of a the very, a, a very um, well-executed style to it that just feels um, like uh, sort of low-rent classic Hollywood in a way, which I mean that in, a, in much more of a compliment than it actually sounds, but in a way that it feels like they, they put a lot, of, lot into what they... You know, may not have a lot of budget, but it feels much bigger than it really was. That was a roundabout way of saying I like the way they shot it. But okay, yeah. uh, w- while you were saying that, I, another thing you fell asleep. Oh. No, a, a thing that just jumped out of why I was bothering me about this episode. So much energy is is put into the idea uh, that you have to have proof uh, for these things. It's you know what is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, trust but verify, or whatever the. Um, Sure, uh, sure. But yeah, but it's so much of because the first two episodes are like, we need you to impersonate Salamander. Yeah, but is he a good person or isn't he a good person? And there's so many scenes where they get a little bit of evidence and he's like, it's not enough to know for sure. And there's so much right. of that for so long that it's like, I guess. Yeah, except it kind of pays it doesn't really pay off but it kind of points later to the doctor's intuition that he's not really sure who to trust right because they got well, yeah and i think that the he's they portray him as a, a an evil sort of person the giles kent but it was yes. hard for me to see that coming only because it's like well no, no, no. is that just how they're acting at the time or is he trying right. to be you know a guy with secrets and it ends up being that he's a guy with secrets because him and salamander hatched this plan together to mm-hmm. trick people into thinking there was a nuclear war and having them live underground and delivering them food because they're going to cause earthquakes that you can then use to get your friends in power. So that was the, the whole light thing. thing should be enough. I feel like that's a pretty popular product. You can literally steal the light from people at that point. Right, just, you right. Know, but So anyhow. their whole thing with having a a collective of 30-something people living below the Earth was purely so that they could create earthquakes and volcanoes, eruptions. That's literally all. They they couldn't do it by remote control. <laughs> Seemingly, they had to be miles below the surface in order to do this. And the best way to do that is to trick them into thinking that there's there's been a nuclear war and that they have to stay down there. Like it seems like a really convoluted plot yeah, to it does, doesn't it? keep to keep a a group of people, and it's not even like a, a, a you know a huge contingent of people that are loyal to you and are going to take over the planet when they come to the surface. It's just just thirty folks, and they've only and been they've there been for five years. To, they, yeah, it's gonna it's been a while because five. they talk about how the guy that's like just take me out, put me in, coach, like that kid and his Colin, girlfriend. Yeah. I think they say something about how they were little kids when it no, started, they were te- and then. They were now teenagers. They still seem they were like teenagers. teenagers. It's, it's only been five years. Right. Well, five That's the years thing that, from 18 to, you know, 
Well, what I'm saying is, I think that makes sense. They've been but there for been five years, which is a long time to be underground. But it's also not a very long time for Salamander to invent a thing that then brings him to world prominence of of solving famine. It just, I don't know. Like it's it's both not enough time and too much time. I don't know how that works, but. It just seems like such a convoluted plot for for a reveal that was interesting at first, but didn't really seem to go anywhere. No, it just it allows them, them to get out, or the one guy gets out, and he's clocked in the head, you know, murdered, but he's still alive. And then that's the whole, the whole point of that is to tie into them doing it together. Right. It was like a bunch of people got cast that didn't even need to be in the story. They could have been played by other characters. Like, yeah, that 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 I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about this, even though you know it is a is a series of convoluted plots that don't really all need to be there. It could have been obviously like my catchphrase is it could have been in, could have been one episode shorter. Um, I too. I mean, I think as a four parter, removing yeah. that whole thing would have been good and you can give more lines to everyone else because there is a lot of good things and the acting was all really good and i liked how you know when you have that old sort of uh tv the way that they did everything it feels more like a stage play you know yes and, and it was really good when it, like even just the scene with astrid and the guy who gets killed the uh, the leader that gets uh, uh whatever Dinesh. killed and then replaced when they're under Dinesh. the bridge and yes. like the soldiers are up to like even that yes. little scene was just a little nice little thing. I like that. Right. There's and I like the paranoia of the there. food taster and like all yep. of that kind of stuff was was those moments were great. Not so much the underground radiation detector that's nobody the salamander's gone and nobody's like checking out any of that stuff. Right. They're not suspicious at all of I don't know. Right, right, right. So yeah, so Salamander comes down and every time he goes into this de-radiationizing booth and it uh, heals him. Yeah, and it was all a ruse. Um, now, remind me of something else. Uh, yeah. Why wasn't uh, What's-His-Face killed by Salamander? They had a reason why Giles Kent was spared. They had discredited him for yeah. all this stuff, but clearly Salamander and him are mortal enemies. He He has a secret that could destroy Salamander. So he's right. super dangerous to him to be around. Why hasn't he removed him, either via poison or any other means? I literally have no idea. I feel like there's I a really don't know why he's there. In the beginning, in like the first one or two, where that comes up and he says, well, he couldn't do it because of this, or he kept me around because, I don't know. It felt like, like well, why are you still here? Yeah. Right? Like, I have no he's idea. He's been I, I, I don't know. I must have missed that one line, or it didn't. It didn't. It didn't uh, stick with me. Whenever that line re- is revealed later, to have more meaning to it, because in the beginning we have no idea kind of the relationship between Salamander and Kent, other than what they're telling us at first. Yeah, I have no idea why he's still alive. Uh, Salamander just seems to be you know killing everyone else willy nilly and saying, "Oh, look, another suicide." Um, but he didn't do it with Kent. I'm sure there's a reason, and everyone knows it, but I didn't quite pick up on that. So uh, I can't tell you. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? So what did what you think of do? Miles, uh, Miles, Max Landis? I think you're right, too. Man. I just, I, while we were talking, too, I also found the projection of the walking up part. Yeah. And he does not come into frame. So you're 100% correct. I am out. I'm wrong. 
you're a miserable, horrible miserable, human being. I th- yes, that was the technique that that they were doing. So bravo to you. That and and underneath the uh, underneath the pier, you can see behind them other uh, buildings and stuff. Mm. And it's the same shot, it, but it's really effective. Like it's obvious what they're doing, but it's no, really it's effective. Cool. Yeah, it's cool that they um, would go that to that length. So what did I what did I think of Bennett? Yeah, so because um, the the Bennett character, all, I'm not sure what his thing is. Like, what his deal is. There's right. even one part with Bennick where you think he's figured out there's two salamanders. He and then should it have. never pays off. Like, he, he no. says something. He goes, should I take the key from the secret place? And I'm like, oh, there is no secret place. Secret place, the doctor right. says yes, he's now proved he knows that. this, but yeah. Nothing. Right. No. Nope. Nothing. No. Nope. No, I, <laughs> I mean... So first of all, let's just let's just figure out why does Bennett cut his own hair? I don't understand if they can't find someone to do that for him. Uh, but I guess maybe he just gets bored uh, there by himself. So just uh, he's I don't quite know what to make of him. He's got that kind of simpering villainy sort of snake quality going yeah, he's on. Like the but at the same Nazi time, he character. But, but he, he keeps going back and forth between actually having power and not having any power at all, and people right. respect him and fear him, or they don't. And he's he just in the feels... research unit, right? And the research I unit think runs, has yeah. the secret access to this horrible se- or whatever secret of his whole power, his future power structure, this elevator that goes down. That mm-hmm. there's only you think there's only one way in there with a whole lock, and don't disturb me but then there's a secret back alley and cave that anybody yeah. can go through right literally right. astrid wanders in there and goes down with bypassing all of the security right but bennick i thought okay well maybe he's aware of this no. i don't think he was no he wasn't but he's a researcher but what is he researching for him and I think he's doing this stuff for the the sunlight famine stuff. I'm guessing that's what I he's guess. working on. He's evil, but is he? Even when he goes to like rough people up and break their dishes, he's oh my part God, of it. Right? He's a part of that. The now you're going to leave. You can't make your your microwave. Can't make food. soup. Yeah, he's not even that bad. You know what I mean? Like he's he's no. like a uh, he's like a poser. Uh, with his, he his orders other people. Job. He orders like the soldiers to kill on sight and stuff like that. And there's soldiers. Like there's the one soldier we thought like, oh, he's resisting these orders. Like he's actually going to stop Bennick, but he doesn't. He just goes ahead with it and lets people die. He lets Varia die, and yeah. it's a horrible scene that just has way too much resonance for us. Now uh, she today. was also uh, some historical significance to this episode, and she is the first black actress ever to appear in Doctor Who. So oh, yeah. I didn't know that she Part was absolutely fantastic. The character had some depth to her. She's working as the food oh, taster she was great. for I, yeah, Salamander thought... against her will. Uh, we don't know exa- we never find out exactly what her story is, which is great. We don't need to. Um, she's been blackmailed or been put into this perhaps you know family in danger, what have you, to take this job that is if she's doing her job right, she'll get killed yeah. instead of Salamander. What I don't like about this story was they have this great character uh, with uh, Faria. Ferraria, whatever her name is, she gets the paperwork, she gets the evidence out. She hands it over, and I think they even say, still not enough. Like, it's like one <laughs> yes. of the, it's super <laughs> depressing. And then she gets killed with it, and and, and uh, Max Landis gets the evidence and hands it back to 
um, what's his face? Salamander. Salamander, and it's that whole th- line is dead. I don't think that evidence reappears. Nope. So it was all nope, unnecessary. Matter. It was like if yes. she had, I felt like she was going to have a much more of a role in the story than just dying in in episode four or five whenever she goes down. But I mean, she she was able to at least take agency over her situation and decide that she that whatever it is that's holding her there, um, her you know feelings about trying to stop Salamander are stronger, and she's going to risk her life to do it. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I feel like agency should be a given, but it should also be part of the story. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. great. I don't. Right, I just right, felt right. like that, they have this. That it whole, went nowhere. Right. It's a thing that goes nowhere. Like yes. the, the evidence, and then there's no evidence. Like they make such a big deal about evidence, and the way the story ends is Salamanders killed by falling out of the TARDIS at the end. Like, right. So he never. He's never brought to justice. He's never exposed. As someone who he's just he just gets killed and then we don't know dumped what's into the happen, void, right? So yeah. it's just like, and yeah. that was weird. I mean, it was kind of cool that you saw him in the TARDIS and he's just like walking around, and then then all of a sudden the doors open and he falls out of the TARDIS, but no one else right. does. And well, everyone else grabs onto they stuff. Hold on to something, yeah, and that that was a little, out. a little strange. Yeah, yeah. I, Another thing. I don't know. Random. Yes. We're going random, Dan. Do when it. Giles Kent fakes his own death and they put ketchup on his head, yes, he then eats and tastes it later, yes. which is like, yes. <laughs> you know what it is, because clearly you were part of the process to put it on. And that, that was sort of... He's telling out. the kids. He's telling the kids who are watching this, hey, that was just ketchup on my head, guys. Don't be well, scared. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's how they get past the uh, censors to let them know. You just wanted to let them... You wanted this kids to be scared. That's all. Music. Um, let's, can we talk about the music? Did you recognize the yes. music? Yes. Did I recognize it? No. Yeah. Should I have? Shining. So the, the, the piece of music that's in oh. this, that's played over and over in this, yeah. they play it a lot, uh, is also in The Shining, which is, you know, one of my favorite movies. Mr. Allen, what does it mean to say something? Nothing. I made a note about the music. So if being, if how reminded I, I, you I really of something. Yeah, it's music for strings, percussions, and Celesta by Bella Bartok. Oh, well, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the use of it throughout. There were times when it was so heavy-handed. Yeah, um, and they play it. it was, more, they play it one too many times. Yes, like if yes. they had just held back a little bit. I mean, it, it literally becomes a melodrama. It is melody pointing to the emotions you're supposed to feel at certain times to the point where it's way overdone. But it was very different than what we've become used to through the later Doctor Who stories that this felt to me. I wrote in here, uh, it felt like a very classic cinema um, sort of use of a score. And I wonder, too, cool. if, if, I'm, like, if I had not seen The Shining 500 times, Maybe I wouldn't have registered because like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's from The Shining." And then you keep hearing it over and over, and it's more over and more over. obvious than if I had never heard it before. Right, right, right. Um, trying to think of the other things that are kind of important to this. We we kind of hit all the major things. Wait, we, who's what about uh, Astrid dies? Right, who's the one that dies and and their last gasp of life is slapping somebody? Who? Is, oh no, that was that was Furia. 
Yes, she's, it's her. I, I, can't, I know somebody died, and their last ounce of energy is just slapping someone. Slapping, slapping Benick. Yeah. She's on the ground. Uh, she's been shot. She's dying. Benick comes over to her and wants more information, so he holds a gun to her head. And she says, you have no power. I can only die once. And he says, you're going to give me this information. And she slaps him and <laughs> dies, which for a guy like this, you got to think, like, if I had a nickel for every time that happened to me. Yeah, uh, yeah this is – he's pretty horrible. Um, we got, I mean, Astrid is, is for all intents and purposes, um, a stunningly dressed, uh, commando throughout most of this Yeah, with, no, her uh, outfit is fantastic. She's just, it's just fantastic. But, you know, coming into, like I said, I don't know exactly what her job is other than she's a super spy and able to jump in and like knock out guards with a single hit and use her, you know, her charm to flirt with guards and then, you know, come back later and take him out she's she's a a force to be reckoned with yeah she was definitely Um, a good character and i i feel like you know i'm not sure what uh what's his face's job is either what giles kent's job is but i think you know whatever he does she just works for him in that building like in the trailer whatever they do the trailer with his little dishes (laughs) (laughs) and then they put like a later on they put a tracker on it and so what did you, speaking of the tracker thing, what did you think of Donald Bruce? That's the head of security who, you know, the doctor hands him a gun at one point to show that he can be trusted. And, like, he he is a good person, right? Because you, you establish that he's doing the right thing. But it took him this long to realize Salamander may be not so good. I mean, if he's been right. blackmailing people for years and he's literally with him all of the time. He's not yeah, I don't know how he doesn't know this. that. Yeah, so right, he's a right. Suspect, but yeah, I'm not sure how how how, how a head of security cannot. You? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but and there's not even this like moral ambiguity of like you know uh, ends justify the means. There's none of that. It just seems like Bruce is completely unaware of what's going on, even though he's the head of security. Um, I liked his performance. Um, I'm glad that he wasn't just the dull thug that he could have been as the head of security. Although I don't understand why he has to carry around the military riding crop the entire time. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to do other than signify that he's a baddie. But yeah, anyway, so he's got that. I just, I never get that. Um, yeah, so he was good. So what did you think of uh, uh, Jamie and Victoria in this oh, story? Oh, okay. Um, I felt like they become an afterthought towards the mid period too. I think they go back to the TARDIS yeah. at one point, right? And we don't see them for a little bit and then and, and it was it was cool like in the beginning, so you have Jamie and you have her and they're infiltrating Yes the, yeah. the place. And that was cool. And then once they get settled, what do they do? Nothing. Yeah. There's right? not a they whole lot going rescued, on there. Right. So they do mm-hmm. all this work and, and Jamie, you know, saves uh, Salamander's life with that whole time thing with the bomb and y- your security sucks. I'm your new security. And he gets the, the uh, yeah, still suit from Dune that he starts wearing. It. <laughs> and then she gets into the kitchen. It's like, okay, what's the what's happening now? And I felt like nothing happens now. Then they get kidnapped or they get found out. Right? Yeah. And then the yeah. doctor comes in to get them later. Like, do they do they get information? They out? don't have I don't much. Even they have nothing else to do. They have nothing else to do the rest of the story. Oh, they, the, it yeah. is set up so well. There's one thing that they do, I guess, if you want to call this that, is the doctor impersonates Salamander at one point 
when he takes the head of security with him, pretends that he's Salamander, and gets them to admit Salamander's bad in front of him, and then he witnesses it, and he's like, see, they thought it was Salamander. I don't know. Right. It's like a, it's just some... it's a lot of work for nothing. Right. They, they inadvertently, through the Doctor's um, impersonation of Salamander, get, Ken, uh, get uh, Bruce to believe him that he's actually on the up and up and yeah i yeah i don't know man this jamie seems fine uh, victoria is hard to judge we've only seen one other story with her and i don't remember her from that at all real I, you know that was the two yeah. cybermen she seems she, i didn't realize nice enough. how I young I she is really an opinion yeah i didn't realize how young she is she's one of the youngest companions that they've had she's uh, like 14 or 15 Maybe not in this Wait, story, in but real life she's... or in the show, she's supposed to be fourteen or fifteen. That is a good question. From, I would never I'm... think she's fourteen. For shit. I thought she was in her twenties. Um, it's hard to it's hard for me to tell. Really, she's... that young? So she's supposed to be. Like, but that's Adric's the character is supposed to be. She's. I think Adric is supposed to be younger than her. I believe. Um, really? Anyway, everyone who knows all this stuff is going to know this better than we. Um, but yeah. Uh, one of the youngest companions ever to travel with the doctor, the 14 or 50 year old was made an orphan by her mother's early death. Da, 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 da. That's when we first meet her. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's actually the actress's name, uh, age when she was hired to work on this, but no, that's she's the gotta be way older. So, There's no way that she's 14. So, but that, that kind of informs how this character behaves. I, I, she isn't given a lot to do, but she does have a lot of moments where she can scream and be scared. Um, yeah, I you thought know, I thought that, the scenes with her with the cook were good. All the yes. kitchen stuff, like the you know the, I liked all of that stuff. It just didn't right. it didn't really go anywhere. It didn't amount to anything. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, yeah I guess pains weren't didn't they got used in the beginning in a way that I felt was really interesting and could have gone further, but it really ended up not really doing much for us at all. Again, if we had cut down the story by one or two episodes. Each of them could have been given yeah, they more to got, do that had more They could have got more screen time instead of the other couple, at the you know the, in the cave, the the two people like I want to go up the elevator. Like we could have get rid of right. all of that. Colin and, and Mary, yeah, given it to them. Yeah, could have skipped that. All right. Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say about no, I think this. Was, uh, yeah, I feel like I yeah, feel the looking. same in the beginning as I do now. So my, uh, you did not move me, Dan. I still feel that I'm. Not completely loving it. Yeah, I I still enjoyed the story a lot. Um, I I agree that there was there was too much at the end where it just kind of wandered away from where it kind of started, which is the part that I really enjoyed. Was the first two three uh, parts to the story, but overall, really enjoyed it. And I and I was just really uh, kept in it be, by um, uh, Trouton's performances as both uh, the Doctor and Salamander. I you like tr- Troughton str- really Trout stripping down and jumping in the ocean like a Looney Tunes? Yeah. Well, it was a fun way to actually to get to see him again for the first time. For the first time for us in a long time. Um, doing something silly like that. They're jumping in the water. Oh, also getting uh, Jamie to um, believe that he is himself, not, imperson- not Salamander impersonating him, by miming pulling yeah. out a recorder and playing it and the two of them go back and forth to that i thought that was that was really nice um we get to see this side of the doctor which feels very much um you can see the seventh doctor where he got some of his personality in these moments in the second doctor um which is really nice 
cool. if you'd agree, I think so. Yeah, anyway. no, I like him. Cool. I think he, you know, I always like Troughton. And I liked, uh, it's kind of interesting to see him play two parts. So I'm down with that. I thought there was going to be more of the Troughton, Troughton on the same screen kind of stuff that was always like anytime you had those twin episodes of anything with the line split down the middle and they can't cross the, that plane. There was, I don't know, did we ever see them together? Yeah, at, at the uh, end. In, in the same At the screen. end, within the TARDIS, and they, they are on the same screen. And oh, yes, um, yes, yep. Salamander has uh, the Doctor up against the, the control panel and is leaning over him. And you see their two faces come on the screen at the same time, which is kind of good. You got yeah. to see it, at least. So it was all right. I, I, so I, that's I, I, um, I think I've said what okay. I to say about Well, this. I guess that's it. I don't know if there's really anything else that... What about um, listeners? Okay. So... Thank you guys for getting back to us on Twitter with your thoughts about this story. Um, Uncle Beard says to us, Doctor Who never lets his budget get in the way of ambition, and that's what I love about it. Uh, the end of the world is the epitome of that. It shows humans as the monsters, brilliantly cast as the doppelganger of the Doctor, and oh, for more TARDIS scenes on film. Uh, agree with all of that. Um, we are cult, uh, says to us. Uh, seeing the entire story for the first time what was a revelation so good. Oh, so that's the thing we actually didn't mention was yeah, that apparently this, story had uh, been this lost. is one of those stories that was completely lost to the ages for quite a while until um, five of the parts were found in, I think, Nigeria or something? Yeah, I don't know. But I think, yeah, it was like part three or something was the only part available one, for a long yeah. time. And I think they had audio, maybe, and people were listening maybe. to it. But then they were able to. They found it and were able to reconstruct it. So that that's really nice. Um, uh, Uncle Beard goes on to say, "How great is Astrid?" To which people respond uh, correctly, "She is yeah, very she's, great." She's great. Um, Jixter says, uh, "Great story with Troughton playing the dual roles of the Doctor and Salamander." Also, the first episode directed by Barry Letts, who had gone to be a producer for most of the Pertwee era, which is very cool. Um, a little more talk about Astrid, which people could go on about forever because she's pretty awesome. Um, Mini Disc Return says, absolutely fantastic story. My favorite second Doctor serial. Mm-hmm. For years, only episode three existed. Oh, here we go. Only episode three existed, and it wasn't well regarded. But fortunately, in 2013, the rest of the episodes were discovered. I love the amazing left turn of the story. It suddenly takes halfway through, and they say that they're a fan of the pod. Um, yeah, I guess we have mixed feelings about that left turn, uh, whether it needed to be taken yeah. at all. But that's cool. Something. Um... Jay Vasquez says, uh, in 99% of stories, the head of, security is, the head of security character is just a brutal meatloaf bastard with no brains. Bruce breaks the model of that, uh, starting with his reaction to the volcano going off and then becoming uh, the key character in the story's unsung hero to solve the problem. Well, he is definitely instrumental in helping them uh, solve yeah, this. Yeah, and, and it, it was uh, refreshing to have a, him as the character versus your typical tropes that they could have done yeah yeah and uh lastly uh our friend bernard says would you believe i've never seen it nor listened to it he read the novelization about 31 years ago uh but never saw the story well uh now's your chance because it is on BritBox, and we were also told uh, uh pointed to this uh by one of our our listeners that this online streaming service that I've never heard of called Pluto TV. I don't know if it's available around the world or if it's just a U.S. only thing, but it is an online streaming service apparently that is all ad supported, so it's completely free. You just have to like 
traditional old school TV, just watch ads as you go. But they got rights to a significant portion of the classic Doctor Who catalog. Uh, I'm yeah, not so sure like, actually uh, this one the, is on it, there, but I, I yeah. put it on yesterday because it was on the Apple TV, and I was just going through and like they've got the greatest American hero was on, and then they had uh, like the a whole Doctor Who channel, and it was uh, image of I was gonna say image of fentanyl. It's not that, uh, what, <laughs> what it, or it could be, uh, depending on how your weekend's going. But yeah, so right yeah. now I'm just looking right now as we record. Doctor Who, Planet of the Spiders is running, so you can literally yeah. just watch all day after Planet of the Spiders. They're playing Earthshock, so it is like TV, but just you know, ad support, and it doesn't even make you create an account. I didn't have to create yeah. an account or give up an email, which seems insane because everything's about data and collecting data, but they're. As far as I can tell, there's nothing tying it to me other than whatever cookies I've already got on here. Right. It seems I think if you sign up for the free account with your email, you can no, that's what I'm saying. There's shows n- as your favorites and stuff, but you oh, don't have okay. to do that at right. all. But yeah, like you totally. know, like CNN is on here, so like normally yeah. you'd have to have a cable account to watch it or NBC News, CBS, all that stuff is on here too. So it's interesting. Not bad. Yeah. Now we're doing an ad for Pluto TV. <laughs> well, get it for as long as it well, lasts. It's great. It doesn't and it's sound free, like there's much unlike business Rick plan Box, here. Who's never uh, supported our show? And yeah, they, don't they still should. understand that. Um, so thank you all for again for the tweets and for the email letting us know about that. Um, we also got another email um, from MP that says from uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh no. <laughs> the title of the uh, email is the best Doctor Who podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, we can't dis- we can't disagree with that. Uh, it says Eric and Dan love the podcast. Hope you enjoy Enemy of the World. I have some questions. I was wondering what was your first experience with Doctor Who? Who is your favorite classic Doctor and villain? Do you like Jelly Babies? Do you have any cool Doctor Who stuff? Look forward to the next episodes. Well, we've answered some of these a couple of times, um, so we can be brief about this. Our first experience with Doctor Who, Eric. For you, uh, that was my father yelling down the top of the stairs. Put on NJN thirty six or something like that, and I put it on. It was probably Tom Baker, and I remember being obsessed of of the theme song, and especially the closing credits of the Tom Baker era. That was like that spinning white uh, vortex of like the oil, and then with the music, and so that sort of hooked me immediately into Doctor Who. So that's my earliest memory. Yeah, for me, it was my brother, who's seven years older than me. He used to watch it when it was on public uh, public television, PBS, here. I must have been maybe five or six, and I, I did just didn't understand it. It was it seemed like this crazy sci-fi, and I knew that I would probably like it, but I couldn't understand what was going on. But I do remember it being Tom Baker, um, but I, I, I don't know, recall what the story was at the time. Yeah, but I remember the- seeing it and being like, oh, that's so cool. What was the second part of the question? Who was okay, your favorite so who's doctor? Your, who's your favorite classic doctor and villain? All right, Tom Baker for me. And you, I think, based on last week, I think you you can say it again. No, no. What do you? What, what is it? Uh, it was uh, Sylvester McCoy. I think it is. Yeah. I, at the moment, it is. But it, it definitely changes as we start watching other doctors for a while. Although it never became Colin Baker when we watched a whole bunch of Colin Baker or Davison. No, I think boring. it might be it might be uh, McCoy for me right now. It's it, McCoy, Baker, Pertwee, they're all great. Now, the second part of this, who our favorite villain, villain is, is interesting. Because uh, I feel like I'd have to give that I like the Rani. The really Rani? Yeah, only because I like the actress so much. Okay. Well, don't call her the Rani, Dan. I know. Because how much I do know. you like her? 
Well, this is the thing that we did in the past where we mispronounce everything. So it's called a callback. Yeah, I can't. I This is a tough one because there's so many and uh, things that I like. Uh, let me get I will answer that question next time maybe. Right? Okay. Well, do, do you like Jelly Babies? I've had them You've once. You've had some. Yeah, I've had yeah. them once, but now I can't eat. Uh, I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat anything but fish. And even then, I try not to eat fish. Um, and they have uh, <laughs> tries not to eat. Yeah, they have uh, gelatin in them, so that's the ground up animal bones. But Dan's never had it, and I feel I like we have them. to fix that. So if anyone is sitting on a bunch of packages of jelly babies, <laughs> Ew. Ew. you could always send them to Dan at PO Box two one three one Red Bank, New Jersey oh seven seven oh one. But yeah, we have to get you to to try them at some point. Yeah. I, I kind of think I like them. I, I, this was a while ago that I just always wanted to try them. Uh, they're similar to like a um, like a Sour Patch Kid kind of like you know they're they're chewier than like a gummy bear. Mm. You know they're more like uh, it's more of like the straight gelatin feel of them right, versus right. Uh, something that's super gummy. Gotcha, gotcha. I and, wonder uh, in, uh, any... is is marijuana legal in the UK? Because I wonder if like here it's not legal oh, in most know. states, but in some states it is, and you can get uh, edibles. But I wonder right, if they right. have like uh, you know marijuana infused <laughs> jelly babies. I feel like that would be a huge industry. That would be a thing. Yeah, that feels that feels like a big. What if you just uh, had like if... Yeah, if you just had a pot uh, shop or whatever, and it was all Doctor right. Who themed right. uh, edibles. So anyway, <laughs> you could totally, you know, take a trip in time and space. I really uh, want to know shop. what I really want to know what my favorite uh, Doctor Who villain is. I, I love gotta, the gotta... Um, the autons when they're used well, like the creepy, um, you know, uh, why can't I th- mannequins? I always thought yeah, yeah, like yeah. the terror of the autons was great, uh, but I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about it. Morbius, Morbius was awesome too. Uh, he yeah. was the Time Lord, the renegade Time Lord from uh, that Doctor Who, uh, Tom Baker, one we did, Brain of Morbius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like I'll, that too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's that's true. too many. I don't know if I could pick one. Was there another part yeah. of uh, this person's question? Just the last, do you, do you have any cool Doctor Who stuff? Yes, I, we I'm do. I'm not much of a collector of things. We have, um, we so have that would oh, be me. excuse but, me, we have a signed picture of Ace uh, from a be. listener that he had sent in, if I'm going to find it here. Although hair of the Hound. In my house, so technically Dan doesn't. Have I don't it. have it. Uh, but hair. We're of the supposed Hound to work out visitation sent, rights. Yeah, hair of the Hound had sent these. that to us, which is very nice. We had another listener send us in a classic Doctor Who, the old Doctor Who show mugs. That's one of my favorite. Pretty things. awesome. We had another listener. Not, not official merchandise. Yeah, another listener did us a Doctor Who comic art, and it's Tom Baker yep. and I think two Pretty Daleks awesome. behind him. That yep. was was very awesome. Cool. And but if, in terms of like actually like purchasing licensed well, products from a, BBC, I don't really do any of that. I have a TARDIS USB hub, which I like. We always thought of that course. was cool. That's right. it. Yeah. I, I would love to have like the figures and stuff, but I don't have any. But I yeah. would like to have like all of them at some point, have all the doctors. And you can just reenact all the stories so as we're watching. That's them. exactly right. So when I can finally take all my fan fiction and just sort of reenact it. <laughs> And have like uh, all right, fine. Oh my god, uh, returns or uh, a little Adric figure. Um, yeah, <laughs> that'd be so good. That would be so cool. Oh, a sad little Adric oh, figure Adric. that just it, it cries on command. He saved the world, uh, I, but he didn't. Yeah, 
I think uh, I think that pretty much covers everything. Eric's got a book to go write, so uh, we'll cut it off here. But uh, again, thank you everybody for uh, for listening, for writing in. If you want to, you can tweet at us at TODW Show on Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TODWS. We have TODW Show on the Instagrams as well. Yeah. Uh, email us at the old Doctor Who Show at gmail.com. And you can check out our schedule page and leave comments on each of these stories at uh, theolddoctorwhoshow.com. And Eric gave you the postal address in case you want to send us jelly babies or any other cool things. Um, don't feel obligated, but if you did that, we'll give you a huge shout out. Oh, last thing. What is I it? don't think we have any, but um, any reviews that you want to leave for other people to help find our show. Oh, we need, we need I, iTunes reviews. We haven't got an iTunes, iTunes review in forever been a long time i don't think we've had one in a really long no, time going back so, to like march or something yeah so if you want to if you want to make us happy and i don't know why you wouldn't want to do that uh, you should go to the itunes store of your choice uh whatever country you're in and uh leave us a nice review there yep and then uh, while after you're done doing that uh go watch the inferno uh this is a pertwee i'm happy that we're gonna jump from i'm glad we're doing what we're doing because i like that now yep. we can do a Pertwee story, and I don't have to sit through a lot of uh, Patrick Troughton and uh, Hartnell stories. <laughs> it's a nice to have a little break <laughs> up. So we're doing we're doing well, Inferno you're, now. You're saying is you kind of hate it? I don't hate it. No, not at all. But I like like there's something to the the more you know the 70s. The, you know, we get to the 70s is, is where I'm I'm most happy. I think with Doctor. That's Ray. where your head is. Yeah. Cool. Inferno. All right. Inferno. Speaking of Inferno, is this also a long one? I don't you, want to know. Are you familiar with it? I don't want to know. Yeah, I think it's possible that this is a multi, uh, like more than four parts. But I guess we'll find out. I don't know. A multi part. No, it's seven parts. Holy oh boy. carp. Yep, seven parts. So we better start watching yep. now. <laughs> so you got to pack a lunch because it's going to take a long time to get through Inferno. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, folks. Cool. Oh, thank you for listening. That too. The Liz Shaw one. We like Liz Shaw. Oh, I like Liz Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. She's wonderful. Cool. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace out.